the number 10 and lists go together like a wiener dog and a sweater. Pure awesomeness. Now, I have been making top 10 lists for years and although my 16-year-old self would love to share those with you, I promise I'll keep it in this decade. From time to time, you're gonna hear a list of my top 10. You know what? You fill in the blank. I wanna know yours too. Jump over to iTunes and in the review, skip all the mushy stuff about how awesome this show is and just share with me your latest and greatest top 10. Today, this show is brought to you by, you guessed it, the number 10. So a huge disclaimer here, anytime I put out a top 10 list, these are my top 10 lists. This doesn't mean that I researched and went out and chatted with every single network marketer under the planet and asked them what they think the biggest mistakes were and created a graph and all of the things. Nope. These are my thoughts. And so you may be listening to these thinking, ah, I think this is more of a mistake or whatnot. Let's carry on that conversation. I would absolutely love to hear your take on any of my top 10 lists. If you have something you think this is what I would add to this list, or this is my opinion, maybe it even makes sense for us to jump on a call, hit record and have it go out to the masses in a beautiful little podcast. So I made this top 10 list called the common network marketing mistakes. And to clarify, if you're not familiar with network marketing, uh, this would be a company that has a product that they have, and they have distributors that get that product out to the masses. And so in reality, we're basically the sales force behind a brand. In my case, it's doTERRA. And so sometimes people will say, well, what's the difference between um, direct sales and network marketing? And there is actually a pretty big difference here. And the difference is that in network marketing, uh, oftentimes what it is, is we have a product that people can uh, purchase and they can have their own account uh, to be able to purchase on a regular basis. So basically they could become a member of that company and then they are able to um, purchase on their own where a direct sales company would be something that they would have to go back to that rep to purchase over and over again. A great example of this would be a clothing line, uh, that is part of, um, the multi-level marketing, uh, industry. And so that would be something that would be direct sales, if that makes sense. So, uh, we're going to talk network marketing. Some of these will apply across the board. Um, but just to clarify those, that's kind of the differentiator here. So let's get started on this list. Number one is I believe oftentimes people simply go too slow. Now, is this an opinion of mine for sure, but it's also something that many network marketing trainers will also say is actually one of the biggest uh, downfalls of this industry that you can go at your own pace, but the truth is success loves speed. Eric Ori, one of the top trainers uh, in our industry, will say this over and over again. Uh, it is a race. It is a bit of a race. And when you put some actual action um, and some strong movement, you're going to create momentum and people are going to want to come along for the ride. Success loves speed. 
the first, I would say, quote unquote, uh, mistake would be just simply going too slow. And some of the reasons that you may go too slow is that you don't have the confidence uh, to get going. Grab onto that confidence as quickly as you can. Lean on other people uh, that are already in your company for their belief system. I have a whole podcast on belief and having to lean on or borrow beliefs from someone else, that podcast is worthy of your time if this is an area that you are struggling with. Number two, a mile wide and an inch deep when it comes to your relationships. Fake relationships is exactly how this industry gets a bad rap. We have in our industry heard the whole joke about, Hey girl. And the whole, Hey girl joke is that so many people in our industry are jumping into people's DMS and starting it out. Hey girl, I just thought of you or Hey girl, I will, I'm doing this thing. Want to do it with me? Like in the relationship is almost slim to none. You know, it's someone and the kind of ongoing joke is it's someone that you went to high school with, or, um, it's someone you haven't talked to since high school no matter how many years before that was, the relationship isn't built, right? Uh, it's your ha- You have all of these relationships and there's no true depth to them. And people can see through that. They see that you are working on creating a fake relationship. And I know that this is something that really puts a sour taste in people's mouth uh, for this industry uh, specifically. There are so many ways to create attraction marketing Uh, the need and desire to reach out in that way, it it simply shouldn't be there. If you're marketing uh, the right way, and I say that um, in um, kind of loosely, the right way for you, uh, you should be getting people reaching out to you and asking questions. And that's where you can start building that relationship and that conversation about products. Uh, a gal actually just this morning jumped into my DMs and Instagram and asked me specifically about an issue that she had and also her son. I gave her a solution for it. Um, and within the next 45 minutes, she had made a purchase from me. I did not reach out to her. I did not ask her uh, to become a customer or a distributor on my team. She knows that I sell doTERRA and she knows that because I post about it and I talk about it on a regular basis and I'm her go-to person. She's following me, right? She's connected to me and we have developed a relationship a bit and in, in uh, over on Instagram and direct messages, uh, because we comment on each other's stuff on a regular basis. If I was to scroll back, um, I would say it's probably been like 30 responses, uh, since we talked about a health, since we talked about oils. So we created a relationship there. Um, and it wasn't me doing the, the reach out in this case. Okay. I actually have a really good example, actually kind of a cringy example of this uh, that I've heard. And I, and I want to just squash this. If you're doing this, stop this nonsense. I don't know what coach is actually sharing this, but it just makes me so upset um, or where this is coming from or what company is that I've heard that um, people will actually go to different gyms every 30 days, get their haircut done with someone different all the time and go to a different dentist, see a different chiropractor. The list kind of goes on and on. And the reason why is that they're they're in the hopes that uh, they're going to receive that person's business in return. And then boom, they're on to the next 
uh, kill is how I would look at it. That's disgusting. I don't want fake relationships. I'm going to go to the same hairstylist, whether she's my customer or not. Um, I'm going to go to the same chiropractor, whether they're, they're my customer or not. Would it be great if they all were? Of course. Um, but I also have the belief that maybe they will become one at some point, but I'm not going to change every single month just to develop a relationship. There's so many more creative ways to build relationships with people uh, that will want and desire your product or service. Number three, it's pouncing too quickly. (laughs) I've shared this story before on the podcast and I'm going to share it again. One of my very best friends, uh, Naomi Norse, uh, she was on the podcast actually on the 13th and we discussed this topic in in some good detail. Um, I was slow go on her. I knew that she was going to be absolutely the most perfect distributor, most perfect wellness advocate in doTERRA. And I didn't want to ruin our relationship by asking her too soon. And I wanted her to see it for herself. And so the attraction marketing, yes, it worked. She wanted community. She desired community. She wanted a product that worked. Um, She used uh, other oils, but they didn't quite work like doTERRA. Imagine that. And so her story evolved over the, the course of many, many months. And had I pounced on her in the beginning, Um, it would have actually smelt like desperation. And I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I'm in doTERRA. I absolutely love it. Uh, This is the company that I chose for so many reasons. And if I pounce too quickly, A, can ruin relationships. And there isn't a need to. I don't have a scarcity mindset at all when it comes to this business. And if someone decides to join in three years or three months or three days, uh, simply does not uh, make a difference uh, to me and my mindset. My my business, of course it does. I would love if they started in three days, but if they're not ready, actually, I don't want them to jump in then, right? So stop pouncing on people. Actually build a relationship and build a relationship authentically for the right reasons. I actually wanted a relationship with Naomi. She is a great friend, a great, great friend for me. Um, And I have story after story of that uh, within, within my business. Number four is spam. Uh, this one actually is super cringy to me. I see this happen a lot with brand new distributors from all, uh, all companies, all kind of walks of life. Um, a lot of businesses, not just network marketing, but just a lot of different businesses where you're just sharing your promotions or you're just sharing the product or a picture picture of the product. You might be thinking, Tina, like, well, what should I share? How should I market this? I want you to think about the things that you've purchased in the past. You had to see them. Yes. On a regular basis. uh, But when you purchase it from an actual person, like what's the differentiator, right? And you want to know and like, and trust the person before you're just grabbing a product off their shelf or out of their storefront. And I think that this is really huge in network marketing. And so if you are only posting about your product when there's a promotion um, and you're not showing the lifestyle and your everything that you're doing with your business and you're not adding any value, you're just asking for the sale, this is gross. This is absolutely a mistake. And it does take time to market. It, it does take some uh, work to kind of figure out the nuts and bolts of it. 
but it is worth it. It's absolutely worth it. So number five is hearing no and letting it get to you or stop you. Now, if someone tells you no, I'm not telling you to like go back and, you know, kind of over, over relentlessly, you're going to get blocked real, real quick. Uh, but I have a couple of stories that I absolutely love. One of them is, um, one of them is actually my favorite. Uh, one of the leaders on my team, uh, she, she was probably, I don't know, six or so months into her business. And she asked me, she's like, Hey Tina, what do you say? Or what do you do? Like when people say no, and I was like, you know, I don't actually hear a lot of no's. And her and I just kind of stopped in our tracks and laughed because she herself actually told me no for three years. And now when she said no at different times, like, yeah, it was a bummer to me. Um, you know, she had me like check prices and, you know, kind of compare things. She'd ask me questions about one brand versus doTERRA and um, now we can laugh about it. But at the time I was just super patient. I actually knew that at some point she would come over um, as a customer. And I even knew she would be a wellness advocate at one point. And, I, you know, how did I know this? I just kind of had a gut feeling. Um, but when she said no to me, it did not put an icky feeling uh, in me. I didn't think about it when I would see her or see her online. I just kept engaging with what she was up to. And it was actually uh, her listening to a podcast that I had done that she wanted to reach out to me. And I remember her reaching out to me and she said, okay, don't get too excited, but I'm thinking about doing the doTERRA business. And I was like a little happy dance. Of course I got real excited. Um, and she got started and, and rose in the rings quite quickly. Super fun. But hearing if I would have heard her no, um, and I would have let it get to me or stop me, I won't be where I am today. I simply wouldn't. And so I believe that is a huge common mistake uh, with people um, in network marketing. Number six, jumping companies. Now, this one may be hard to hear if you are currently in a company and you're unhappy. <sighs> this one, um, this one's a big one. And I, I understand. I totally get it. If you're not feeling like a right fit where you're at, what I'm going to tell you is that do your due diligence the next time around, make sure that you understand all of the things before you do jump into that next company, research the founders, research the product, research its backstory interview some of the leaders, make sure you're choosing an upline that is supportive. But if you're jumping company to company to company, no one is going to trust you or your decisions. Make sure that when you do pick a spot, you know that it's home. Okay. <sighs> this next one, it really, really goes hand in hand. Being in two or more companies. I see this a lot and I, I get it. Like I understand, like, for example, I had a gal that reached out to me who is part of a clothing line. It's athletic clothing line. And I thought, well, you know, well, it crossed my mind anyways, like, oh, maybe Preston could sign up for it now, which in doTERRA in the position that I'm in, we, we really can't. Um, but at this time it was, it was quite a while ago. And um, he, I thought, well, maybe he can sell it. Like he has his clients and, and whatnot. And then I started thinking about, you know, of course I'm like, oh, well, 
you know, I have people that would wear these clothes and I, and all of a sudden I thought about it in this certain like different way. And I thought like, if I'm part of every, um, brand, um, and I start sharing all these things just because I can, just because I know that my people are going to purchase them, then who am I going to refer? Like who are going to be my referral partners? Who's going to refer to me? We have to leave some out there, like on the table uh, for that to happen. So I'm so thankful that doTERRA hasn't jumped into things like makeup <laughs> or fully into um, a ton of other um, uh, just other products that there are people that I can still refer business out to and vice versa. We don't need to close up every single market, right? So if you are in two companies, there are quite a few reasons why this is not a good idea besides the referral piece. You're not as respected. Uh, if I was coming at you with a couple of different products, what, I, it just feels like almost greedy. Am I right? Like, if you think about it. Um, and then the last thing, not even the last thing, just another thing is how in the world are you going to keep up with all the companies? It is difficult enough to keep up with one company, you know, changes, additions, um, learning how to onboard and support and connect uh, with your customers. So even for your customers, like, honestly, this is a better option to be in one company and build, build one, build one and, and be all in, decide which one it is, get rid of the others. Yes. Even if you're getting a little piddly paycheck, please pick one, pick one. Number eight is joining a company without researching a few things. Now I get it. Like in my example of how I got started with doTERRA, I started out as a customer, a customer, and I could have started out as a customer with anyone. And I thank God that uh, I do have the support of the upline that I do, but you know, I could have been at any old class uh, learning about doTERRA and signed up as a customer. And there I am. That's where I'm at. That's, that's the team that I would be on. Now there are some slight ways to move uh, teams, but it's, it's really kind of frowned upon like bloom where you're planted is really the philosophy that we have in doTERRA. So when you're joining though, when you're joining any company, I mean, again, thankfully mine, mine landed in the right direction, but research it, understand the core beliefs of the company that you're a part of. What do you actually see as like the future direction? I would even ask that question. What are, what's their vision? Like, right. Future direction, vision. What's their mission? Uh, where, what companies do they support? Like nonprofits, a lot of direct sales companies, network marketing companies support a, a pile of nonprofits. What do they support? Does it align with what you want and desire? And uh, there's, there's so many things here. The, the other thing is, is I, and I, I love and hate to say this, uh, but your upline, the person that gets you in the company does, does matter. Um, if currently you're in a company where you don't have a supportive upline, it's a little bit harder, right? Um, it's not like un, not doable. Like you absolutely can still do it. Um, but having a supportive team and having a sort of supportive upline opens more doors. It helps you um, in so many ways. 
they've gone before you. A lot of times they can open more doors at corporate. Um, they have more connections. Like even this last summer, I was in the houses and in the trainings that I was in uh, because of the upline that I am, I am with. And so now I'm not recommending you go try to jump ship to within your uh, company to another team. Again, bloom where you're planted. But if you're in a position where you are just getting started and thinking about which company you'd want to be a part of um, and which team, research it, research it, research it. Uh, there's a little bit of a scandal happening uh, while I'm recording this um, with one of our direct competitors. And one of the things that they're they're going through is a really big disconnect um, with uh, quite a few of their leaders because of the, the values that they have are so drastically uh, different. And actually it cuts into more of a spiritual space. And I am so, so thankful that doTERRA has stayed in their lane on being in the science space of essential oils and not bringing it in um, to the spiritual side, which a lot of people do. Now, that was writing has been on the wall with this particular company for a very, very long time. Leaders have chosen not to see it. Um, and uh, it, they have not researched it before they've jumped in as well. So join something, you know, after you've done a bit of research. Okay. Number nine, you have too many voices speaking into your head at the moment. Over the course of, you know, almost, I don't know, 13 years in business, any time that I have had too many voices speaking into my brain, you know, more than one coach at a time or taking an online course and then also having a coach or listening to, you know, 13 different podcasts and then also reading an audible book and then talking to my husband and, you know, just all of those different voices being pulled in all these different ways, it won't be effective. Once you land on a few voices, a few mentors uh, that you really uh, feel connected to, stay there. And if you find someone new, drop one. Like, don't have too many people speaking in. You'll be pulled in a hundred different directions and feeling like, uh, am I doing this right? Right. Um, and there's lots of different ways to, to run these businesses. And so get in that lane of who you align with. And, and go all in. Okay. Now last number 10, this one's huge. And this is one that in my business is a non-negotiable when I'm recruiting new leaders. I absolutely require that people are focused on the product. They love the product and they're focused on people and not the money. If someone comes to me and says, hey, Tina, I want to learn about the compensation plan, but they're not yet a customer and they do not have experience with natural product, I'm not interested. Now, does it look shiny and awesome and really cool that someone is coming in really business-minded? Of course it does. It's not where my heart is and it's not where doTERRA's heart is. And I hope it's not where yours is. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm just going to assume that it's not but I believe that is a really big mistake in network marketing when people are so focused on the dough that they forget about the people and they forget about uh, the product and its quality of the product, looking over uh, ingredients um, and kind of um, kind of sidesteps that uh, companies take. 
And so focus on the people, focus on the product and the dough will come. Okay. Don't have the focus be there. So I hope this was helpful for you over uh, these 10 uh, common network marketing mistakes. And that maybe there's one that you're like, ah, I need some work on that number. Well, I would love to carry on the conversation with you over on the gram at Tina Pettis is where you can find me over there. I'm the only Tina Pettis, the only Tina Pettis in the world. Thankfully, there's only room for one of us. So I hope you guys had fun. I will be back here tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow for episode 77 of the podcast.